It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Sid. I'm Tay. And welcome to Season 3, Episode 14. We are here. Yay. (laughs) I feel like it's been a really long time since we've recorded. I think it's only been a week, but... Well, it's been, I guess, two weeks, technically. Yeah, two weeks. It was a break. Yeah, we had... I was having a time. (laughs) Just a lot happening in June, you know? It's a busy month. Yeah. Busy, busy times. But we're here. But we are here, and we're ready to recap... An episode, and hopefully, I don't sound like this the whole time. What are you nostalgic <laughs> for this week? Uh, I am nostalgic for mountain biking. This okay. Is something I used to do with my family a lot when I was younger. Uh, like through mountains? Through a bunch of uh, trails. Not like legitimate mountains, but... Uh, but like in grass, not like on a paved... Correct. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. We used to go to this one campground in Michigan, and uh, they had specific mountain biking trails that you could do that went from very easy too very difficult and I was in like middle school when we started doing that and so that was a really fun time had a full mountain bike had the little little gloves that you get for mountain biking had the pads had all my helmet and everything um and it was legit and also had like the camelback water bottle so I was ready to go no stops (laughs) oh my god camelbacks were the (laughs) what's it called the hydro flask of the early (laughs) everybody had a camelback that was the good shit. Yeah. And I I think we we did it a, a little bit in college, too, because uh, we still had all of our mountain bikes. So we'd go to a trail that was a little bit north of where I lived and just go bike. But I haven't done it in a minute, and I do miss it. Hmm. And it's just, to me, more fun than just biking around. But biking is still fun no matter what you do. I just miss mountain biking. I love that. I don't get on a bike very often. Mm-hmm. Um, they have them around the city that you can like rent. And yeah. the only time I ever will do it is if they have an electric bike available. Because why would I <laughs> get why would I get a regular bike when I could get one that would get me there faster? Couldn't be me. But yeah, biking's cool. It's yeah. exhausting. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do it, uh, and then, like I said, we were camping, so you add that element of wow being out, like, tent camping. Uh, That's so brave. I simply can't relate. <laughs> I went camping. <laughs> my uncle took uh, me and my, like, just, like, the mom side of my family, with the exception of, I think, my grandma, which makes a lot of sense because she has no patience for that kind of thing. <laughs> we all went camping one time, and it was, like, kind of miserable. Um <laughs> It was like fun, but also not. I don't know how to describe it. I was young. Uh, me and my mom just like slept in the same mattress bed. I have no idea. Maybe my sister wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know where my sister was. Maybe she had her own space. I don't remember. But like if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to walk. Like if you didn't want to go in the woods, you had to walk all the way up this like massively dark hill in the middle of the night because you're camping in the woods. And mm-hmm. my my cousin did at one point. He like went to the bathroom and my aunt was like freaking out because she was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to see him again. He could be dead. I simply don't know. <laughs> He could be gone forever. How how would we know? And it was fine. But th- th- I just remember that trip being very dramatic. <laughs> and that's my camping story. <laughs> my one and only camping story. Yeah. I enjoy camping. 
I brought my own tent great. camp like three years ago. It's just fun. I need to do it again. I've been trying to plan a trip for like months and it hasn't wow. worked because life's been busy. <laughs> yeah, it's time. But yeah, what are you nostalgic for? My first work conference. Ooh, because you're going to do that again. I am. Yeah, it's my. I'm going on my first work conference in about three years, I would say. Um wow. I've been working with this company for like five years and in my first position with them, um, I would only go to our main conference if the one communications person couldn't go. Otherwise, I'd go to our department conferences. So those are really fun. The first one I ever did was in Louisville, Kentucky, which is kind of first they have the bourbon trail, which is really fun. And then there's also just like a strip on some numbered street. My brain wants to say fourth street for some reason. I don't know if that's right, but uh, there's just like a strip that's like NOLA where you can just drink in the street. <laughs> so people were just like walking between bars. I uh, I rode a, um, or no, I didn't ride it. I was going to, but I was in a dress. I went out with my coworker uh, who had kids and used this like these conferences to basically just like be an adult without children. <laughs> and so she got <laughs> hammered drunk. Um, and we went to uh, like a, a bar that had um, uh, a mechanical bull. And so <laughs> I was oh. like, I really want to ride the mechanical bull. Um, but I was in a dress, so I didn't. And she rode the mechanical bull, hammer drunk. It did not go well. Um, she was fine. She just like fell off very quickly. <laughs> but uh, it was like the first time I went to a conference. It was the first time I felt like it felt like like the first time I felt like a person that I was like, I know what I'm doing here and, and that kind of thing. And I had such a good time. I got to meet um, a bunch of authors and and all of this uh, very do all of these very cool things at my conference and it was very exciting i ran a panel which is terrifying um oh no that was my second conference that was my second conference um so never mind i'm a liar but (laughs) the first one i did was really fun and it's uh (laughs) the thing that i always go back to and i'm going to conference again for the first time in like three years and i'm I'm really excited to number one make overtime money because that'll be nice but also to just like go experience a work con because i really enjoyed them even though a lot of people don't but I did. It was fun. So I'm excited to go again. <laughs> well, that'll be exciting. I was trying to think. Of, I don't think I've ever done a work conference, but it did make me remember at my first job out of college, uh, first real job, they were not that great. And <laughs> they basically told all of us that if you want to find, you know, things for professional development, like, let us know. We're all ears. Like, we'd be willing to, you know, pay for you. And I found, like, the cheapest, but you know, like fun conference that I could have gone to because I was like, hey, I'm actually interested in this. And this was after like nearly two years of me working there. And as soon as I like did this whole presentation and presented it, they were like, hmm, well, we could send you, we could send someone else. And I was like, wow, what? Rude. (laughs) And so what happened was then we started planning like the two of us whenever they were talking about the person that, you know, could have gone to. We started planning for like a trip of the two of us and like actually trying to uh, think of it logistically and how they were going to pay and like what the days are going to look like. And then after all of this work, they're like, actually, no, you know? Wow. So I got mad because I was like, I want to go to a conference. Brutal. (laughs) It's still annoying, but I'm excited for you to go to a conference (laughs) because it's cool when companies actually want you to or you know let you and that's cool it's very weird because my organization is extremely poor and they are constantly complaining about how we don't have enough money um but also (laughs) i know but also um like i 
so they're like only a certain amount of people can go to conference and like I really wanted to go and so I told them like I expressed that um and they were like oh yeah you're you're gonna go but when my boss uh when I was talking about like how am I marking my time because I'm hourly she's like oh you're not supposed to be hourly you're not not if you're going to conferences like we should we're gonna have to talk to whoever to fix that and then she came back to me she's like okay so you are hourly I guess we can't change it so we're just gonna have to keep your hours uh, like pretty low and I'm like that's fine <laughs> I would love to keep my hours low <laughs> all of my friends live over there I'm gonna go hang out with them um, yeah I would so, like to do other things that are yeah, not the conference <laughs> it's gonna be great for me honestly I'm, I'm fine with it um so yeah I'm looking forward to that it'll be uh nice I'll be busy the whole time but it'll be great it'll be fun <laughs> yay all right well We've now talked for 10 minutes about camping and conferences. Do you want to get into it? <laughs> I would love to. Season 3, episode 14 is titled A Kiss is More Than a Kiss. The episode aired on January 26, 1996. There are too many, like, is is in this whole sentence. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was directed by John Tracy and was written by Michael Jacobs, April Kelly, and Michael Swerdlick. I love that last Ooh, name. I'm that's a name. Say. That was a Beautiful. new one that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, synopsis says, Corey can't seem to move on after his latest breakup with Topanga. His emotions are sent to the breaking point when he sees Topanga kissing another guy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is one of my favorite episodes in season three. I, I keep saying that. I feel like it's going to lose meaning, but I really love this episode. <laughs> and yeah, we can talk about why. <laughs> Okay, the first scene, um, we are at school. Topanga is saying goodbye to Corey as Sean walks up, shocked that they were talking. Corey says he was feeling chatty, and even though they broke up, they're still friends. And Sean's like, she's your ex. Let me spell that for you. X. And he, like, makes an X in the air. It's very dramatic. Corey says, Topanga and I aren't like other couples. And Sean goes, you're not a couple. And then here they go back and forth, so I'm just going to say all the lines. He says, you're not a couple. I know. My point exactly. So we agree. No, I think we're saying the same thing. <laughs> and Topanga walks back up and says she double-checked, and they have to be there at three for the prom wear fashion fest. Sean is surprised and Topeka says, yeah, this Saturday, Corey and I are modeling formal wear for the prom. Isn't it great that we can still do things together? She gives Corey a kiss on the cheek and he says, oh, don't do that. She says, I've always done that and walks away. Topanga, <laughs> boundaries, my love. You guys mm. aren't dating anymore. You can't just kiss him on the cheek like yeah. you always done because it's not, you're not, you can't. It's bad. <laughs> Uh, he turns back to Sean and says, are you crying? And Sean says, I think I lost you, man. Corey tells him he said he'd do the fashion show when they were still going out and he can't fail. Sean says, yeah, you can. You've got to move on. And Corey says, quit your crying. I'm just a guy in a tux walking down an aisle with his ex-girlfriend in a gown in front of the entire school. And you think I haven't moved on. Sean supposes that if he's really over Topanga, he's ready to date other girls. And he asks if he's up for a double date. And Corey's like, yes, but what will you do, Sean? Sean's excited and calls out to two random girls just walking down the hallway Katie and Melissa and ask if they want to go out with them they agree and walk away and Sean says all right Cor we got ourselves a double date what do you say Corey looks at him nervously and says you go and that's the end of the scene <laughs> when this scene immediately opens with Sean watching Corey and Topanga from afar it instantly made me think of that meme with the guy and the two girls for some reason where the guy's like looking back at the girl oh. and is like with the other girl I don't know why it was just funny <laughs> because there's just two talking and then there's just Sean kind of like standing in the, yeah, background he's in the background and looking uh not pleased the idea of modeling prom clothes was this a thing that people did yeah unclear 
because it seems like they talked about it very casually and i was like i've never heard of this thing in my life so it feels like i mean it feels like one of those things you couldn't buy stuff online right you had to buy clothes in a catalog or at a store and so and probably formal wear was harder to find so they just did a thing where they were like here's a bunch of formal wear that you can model but also especially for girls part of the fun of prom is finding a dress and surprising everybody with like what you chose to wear yeah so to have your your potential dress be modeled to a bunch of people before you wear it would be like like oh i saw that on the fashion show it's like okay well yeah thank you special (laughs) don't tell anybody (laughs) (laughs) yeah my biggest problem with the scene is topanga kissing him on the cheek Mm -hmm. because they've obviously broken up it's only been a couple of weeks uh Mm -hmm. which is very new and i don't it's not fair like there's a lot of things later on in this episode where it's just like oh my god we need to we need to calm down lots to unpack yes this is not helping (laughs) (laughs) and is totally breaking a boundary like you said and was just very much like don't don't lead him on to panga i feel like part of it too she doesn't see the problem with it and i think that's the biggest part of the problem with it yeah is like for her nothing about their relationship has changed except for they no longer have the title of boyfriend and girlfriend right which is like drastically untrue like that is just not how relationships work you have to change your like if you are choosing to be two people who uh, broke up but are trying to stay friends, your relationship has to have boundaries because otherwise you're not broken up. Right. And so for her to just like, I've always done that. It's like, okay, but you can't anymore. <laughs> you're not allowed anymore because you're not her his girlfriend. You have to stop. I just find it so fascinating. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely just not great. Uh, and then the fact that, you know, Sean is encouraging him to just be like, hey, let's find some someone else for you to be with, I think is still very nice uh, of him because he is trying to, even if it's a little bit like to his own benefit and just like him and Corey going out together with these girls, yeah. like it is nice that he's actually trying to help him a little bit. But I love that Corey's just immediately uncomfortable by the situation. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm going to be cool about this and then immediately lost all his nerve. So we go into the next scene. We're in the Matthews backyard. Eric sneaks out back with an envelope. It's an admissions letter from Penn State, and unfortunately, he's been rejected. Feeney, who is in his backyard, sees his disappointment and apologizes. Eric's like, oh, hey, don't be sorry for me. I'm not disappointed. I came out here to read the letter because my parents take these rejections kind of hard, and I just want to protect them. Me, I'm fine. You get 30 or 40 of these babies. It just rolls right off your back. He starts to go inside, and Feeney says, perhaps your parents could use a little pep talk. And Eric asks, what would you tell them? Feeney says, well, that no one likes rejection, but if you keep applying and keep trying, you and the right college will find each other. Eric thanks him and then corrects, I mean for my parents, because they don't know what you've said yet. He walks into the house and sees Corey sucking on a lemon. Sucking citrus, eh? Little Corey's got a date. And Corey's like, no, no, it's not a date. Amy then comes down the stairs and says, so Corey, dad says you're going on a date. And Corey again says, it's not a date. Eric says, date the biggest. And Corey goes, why can't you guys learn from Morgan? (laughs) She is a great sister. I mean, she stays in her room. You don't hear from her. You don't see her. And best of all, she stays out of my personal life. Morgan, the new Morgan, then comes downstairs and says, so rumor upstairs is you got a date. And Corey looks kind of shocked to see her and says, Morgan, long time no see. (laughs) She says, yeah, that was the longest time out I've ever had. Eric asks who the unlucky girl is, and Corey says, if you must know, her name is Melissa, and we're just seeing a movie. Morgan says, with that thing on your nose? Corey, concerned, touches his nose and says, what thing? 
And Morgan laughs and says, it's too easy and high fives Eric. Corey says, mom, and Amy tells her to uh, go watch TV with her in the other room. Morgan says, TV's not funny. Corey's life is funny. Amy says, come on, Morgan. And Morgan says, I just got here. I have to leave again. Amy says, Corey has to talk to Eric. And Morgan says, yeah, sure. Corey talks to Eric. Corey talks to Sean. Corey talks to mom and dad. When does Corey ever talk to Morgan? And Amy asks, are you here now? And Morgan says, yeah. And Amy asks, were you here before? And Morgan says, no, I was in my room for a real long time. Amy boops her on top of the head with a magazine and says, be happy. And they walk into the other room together. This exchange is so wild <laughs> because they are like deeply breaking the fourth wall about how Morgan's been missing for half a season. Yeah. And it's so weird in the lore of the show that she's just been in her room for six months. Like... <laughs> I just... I don't know. I have more to say on it, but I just think the second half of the conversation between her and uh, Morgan and Amy. and Amy just like was this full circle and just didn't make sense in the context of what they were trying to say. And I was like, what? right, what? Like I knew it the first time when they were making the joke about, you know, she hasn't been here yeah. for a while. But then this I don't know why the second half I was like, why are we saying it all again? And also it doesn't make sense. It's like really deep. <laughs> They're really like trying to hammer home like she was missing, but she's back again. And like, yeah. I remember the line. That was the longest time out I've ever had. Like, I remember that in entirety. It was also in con uh, commercials a lot. But I don't remember the second half of this conversation. And it's like, you could have left it at that was the longest time I've ever had. And then that would have been funny and like enough of a nod for everyone to know like, okay, Morgan's back. But like to have this whole second part of. Yeah. yeah. To be like, she like, have you been here? And she's like, no, be happy. I was like, what? <laughs> it's weird. It's so weird. The energy's insane. Um, but, you know, it, it was a fun little exchange. And <laughs> Uh, we move on. Um, anyway, Eric says, all right, look, your first date after a serious relationship can be kind of tough. Simultaneously, Corey and Eric say, it's not a date. Eric continues, yeah, I know. I give you a lot of credit for getting back out there. And Corey thanks him and asks if he's got advice. Eric says, it's a whole new world. So whatever you do, don't mention your old girlfriend because I guarantee your date's not interested. The phone rings and Eric continues, now listen, this is the most important thing. The one thing that can save you if you get into any trouble. Amy from the other room calls out Eric. Jody's on the phone and Eric says, gotta go and gets up from the table. Corey's like, wait, Eric, that last thing, the saving thing. Thing. Eric says, ah, it really wasn't that important. Come and Jody, and that's the end of the scene. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a whole scene again. Eric not handling the acceptance letter thing well, uh, trying to kind of bury it and like saying that Amy and Alan are more upset. I was yeah. like, oh man. But I love the little moment confiding in Feeney, and Feeney actually giving him very great advice because every time that Bill Daniels opens his mouth. I am just like, yes, preach it every time. <laughs> He's magic. He's uh, a magic man. Yeah. And really, the only other thing that I had on here was just the fact that a new Morgan is now in existence. Uh, and it, <laughs> I loved the little nods to it. And then again, when it kept going, I was like, we get it. She's not <laughs> been here. <laughs> yeah. She's a new person. I understand. I think my favorite line of hers, though, that entire time was when she's like, TV's not funny. Corey's life is funny. <laughs> it's like, I like your energy already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this actress does a really good job as Morgan, even as she gets older. Um, she's a really a fun character. And it's fun because the last time we saw Morgan, she was very young, you know, mm -hmm. like had a different energy. And now it seems like more since Morgan is older after coming out of her room. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just really fun. Like it's whenever the the rest of the kids have also been growing up and it's fun to like watch them actually become better actors are like actually yeah. knowing what to do or how to say things in a certain way this new gal gets it i already yeah, like her fun. 
Yeah, she's great. She's great. Um, I'm I'm thinking of like three specific instances. They're in later seasons, but where I'm just like, this girl gets it. She knows what she's doing, <laughs> and it's really really great. The other last thing that I was thinking about, I'd love when TV shows just try to be like, hey, here's a new person entirely. <laughs> <laughs> like from breaking a fourth wall or this yeah. one again they do talk about it multiple times but i love when tv shows just don't and are like not expecting you to understand or not expecting <laughs> you to notice that it's a new person when is it better like is it better to have it beaten in like this is a new person but ha ha, ha we know too or is it better to just like completely pretend like it never happened and it's <laughs> always been this person? i don't think either <laughs> i think yeah i don't know there's, if there's no a proper solution for that but we digress. Uh, the <laughs> next scene, we're at Chubby's. Um, at the double date, Sean and his date are making out. Corey says to Melissa, that was such a great movie. How was the one you guys saw? And Melissa says, nice, but we missed you. He says, that was just one theater over. That's the beauty of multiplexes. It's not like we talked during the movie anyway, right? We get a shot of Sean and Katie making out. And Melissa says, there are other things we could have done. Corey says, could have, should have. Let's not live in the past. Sean says, are you guys going to keep talking? Because I can't hear myself kiss. Katie says, woo, fresh air. And they leave to go to the bathroom or something. Melissa and Katie go. And Sean says, hi, I'm on a date. What are you on? Corey, confused, says, a date. Which he was just rejecting that it was a date. So what's happening? Uh, Sean says, no, you're on the lecture circuit. A date is not a date until you kiss her. Corey says, that's just your opinion. And Sean says, it's the reason we got out of the trees, man. Now look, I'm doing this for your own good. I don't want to have to put pressure on you, but you have got to kiss her. And Corey says, I know. And Sean continues, by the end of the night. And remember, you've got until the doorstep. Hard cut to them on the doorstep. Corey says, here we are on the doorstep, apparently for the third time. He starts babbling about how the doorstep is such a good word and window makes no sense. And she says, kiss me. And he asks, really? Just like that? And she says, yeah, don't you want to? And them just looking at each other is how we end the scene. The fact that Sean and Katie are just fully making out in the middle of Chubby's, I just yeah. like, I'm not a PDA person that I just, if I ever saw that, I'd be like, stop, yeah. you're in public. <laughs> <laughs> um, his line, though, about the, a date is not a date unless you kiss. That's incorrect, sir. You can still have dates and you don't have to kiss. And if you do want to kiss, that's fine. But it doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't just qualify it as a date. It could always right. be a date. But Corey is very much a dork, uh, just <laughs> in the doorstep scene. I mean, throughout the entire scene, but especially when he just starts pointing out the fact of like that words sounding weird. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I just I, I fall into those traps where I keep looking at words long enough and I'm like, that that's a mm. weird word. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I did it recently with I was writing some Father's Day posts for social media for my job. And I, I literally I looked at the word father and I was like, why? <laughs> Why is it like that? Yeah. Why do we say English it? is nonsense. <laughs> um, and if you look at literally any English word long enough, it's like, that's incorrect, actually. It shouldn't look like that. And we shouldn't say it like that. I come back to the word earth all the time. It doesn't mm. make sense. It's a good one. Earth. <laughs> it's weird. Earth. Um, <laughs> but I love and also was like, whoa, the fact that Melissa just said, just kiss me. I was like, damn, yeah. girl, fully, fully saying it, fully asking for it. That's fun. She knows what she wants. Yeah, and Corey does not. So <laughs> he sure doesn't. Um, so the next scene, we are in the school cafeteria. Eric runs up to the three main teachers excited because he got an acceptance letter to college. Feeney says, your parents must be relieved and very happy. And Eric says, I sure am. Williams asks where he's going, and he says, Boris. And they're all like, Boris? He's like, Boris 
College. Vini asks to see his acceptance letter because he's never heard of Boris College. He looks at it, congratulates him, and gives it back. I'm sure Boris College will be very lucky to have you. Eric thanks him for always believing in him and says when Boris plays Notre Dame, they can sit together. He runs away excited, chatting to another student that he got into college, and they watch him go. And then Turner turns back around and says, Boris? William says, I'll take Notre Dame by 60 points. <laughs> Just completely unbothered. I love William so much. Um, cut over to Corey walking into the calf. He greets Sean and sits down as Sean reads his face and says, all you did was shake her hand. Corey's like, how'd you come up with that? He says, it's written all over your unkissed face. Corey explains that he was going to kiss her, that he was primed and ready, but his hand just got there first. And Sean says he's never going to go over to Topanga until he can kiss someone else. And Corey says he will. Sean says, okay, but it's not going to be Melissa because after last night, she's not going to want to see you again. Melissa then walks into the cafeteria and says, Corey, I'd like to see you again. How about tonight? Corey agrees. And she says, you know, any other guy would have kissed me, but you didn't. I like that. And she leaves. Sean is shocked. He says, everything I've ever believed is wrong. I I must try this, what you call, handshake. <laughs> Just then, Katie walks by and says hi to him. He stands up and says, hi, Katie, can I uh shake your hand? She's like, sure. They shake hands and then immediately start making out. He pulls away and says, Corey, you're a genius. <laughs> That's the end of the scene. The way that this scene ended, he literally was shaking her hand and like, hold her in and I was like oh damn yeah I mean they both went in for it it was very much consensual but it is wild yeah no it was it just happened so fast I was like all right okay (laughs) beginning of the scene when Eric came up and said that he got in I immediately went no (laughs) and I don't know what that says maybe the fact that they just wrote him uh so dumb that I was like I I want to believe in you (laughs) but I can't and I was right Because Boris isn't anything. (laughs) Though when he said, there's one time where he says the initials BC, and I was like, I swear to God, if he got into like Boston College. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it's Boris. Love that Melissa did come up and was like, hey, I did. I like that you actually didn't. Uh, Because Sean needed to be, you know, put down as uh, you don't need to kiss on the first date. It's nice to not feel pressured to do that. And it's like something that Corey clearly didn't want to do. And so it's just nice that it's like, yeah, we we don't have to have that. Who knows in the future? We'll see. Who knows in the future? I know. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we know. We go to the next scene. We are back once again on Melissa's doorstep. Corey comments on the movie. Melissa says, it was nice being in the same theater with you. Maybe next time we'll be in the same row. Corey says, hey, I had to move. I mean, you don't want to ask a guy to take his turban off, which honestly, respectful. Um, she <laughs> says, so this being our second date and all seems only natural. We should take the next step. And there's a long pause and he finishes, meet your parents. He opens the door and yells, everybody decent and rushes inside. She follows like vaguely annoyed. And that's the end of the scene. Corey, what the heck? <laughs> He just, he, you're right. This was this very kind of respectful moment where it was just like, he didn't want to ask the man to take his turban off. And then he immediately rushes into someone's home that he does not know uh, <laughs> to just of meet sheer... some folks. They could have been doing anything in there. <laughs> yeah. He yelled everybody decent and then didn't wait for a response. <laughs> just ran in the house. She's like, okay, I guess that this is what we're doing now and follows him in. Oh, man. Yikes. Um, this is a very short scene, this next one, but they're they're kind of transitionary, so, you know, we'll call it a scene. Uh, Corey walks up to Sean in Chubbies, who's playing pool, and Sean reads his face again and says, you met her parents? <laughs> Corey says, how do you do that? And Sean replies, bigger question, how do you not kiss her? Corey says, I was going to, but every time I tried, all I could think about was Topanga. You're right, I'm not over her, but she's not over me. I mean, 
I know it, Topanga knows it, and here he turns around to see Topanga in Chubby sitting very close to this long-haired blonde boy. They kiss, and Corey finishes, and the guy she's kissing knows it. Sean's making a very interestingly, like, pouty, sad face behind him, and that is the end of the scene. <laughs> yeah, from behind, the the other guy looks like Eric. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a young Eric. He has the flowing long hair a little bit. Uh, he does. He's got the same, like, curtain part that Sean <laughs> has and that Eric had in the first season. It's a popular 90s hairstyle. But damn, Topanga was someone else. I know. She was sitting so close to him. It was why I... They were sitting on the same side of the booth, which is a thing that I hate, Yeah, personally. But, you know, it's I guess if you're trying to make out with someone, it's easy. You know, they're right there. <laughs> it's harder when it's across the table. Today. <laughs> it is. It is harder. Yeah. Uh, the next scene, we are still in Chubby's. Topanga and the boy are still kissing. And Corey says, why doesn't Topanga just rip my heart out and stomp on it? Sean says she can't. She's busy making out. Corey gives him a look and then says, maybe I'm dreaming. Pinch me. Corey then makes a surprise face and says, not on the butt. Sean shrugs, I'm sorry. It was just right there. Corey starts to try to walk over to them and Sean stops him. Corey, I'm not going to let you make a fool of yourself. Corey butts, but that guy's helping himself to my woman. Sean says, one, she's not your woman. And two, wow, he's fast. Corey looks back and says, that's it. I'm putting a stop to this. And Sean stops him again and says, no, that's it. You're going home. He slings Corey over his shoulder like fireman style and runs him out of chubbies and that is the end of the scene thank you sean for taking him out of there because he's not your woman or she's not your woman Corey. i wrote that wrong she's not your (laughs) woman you broke up she's allowed to be with other people and you don't have some like hold over her and it was very annoying all of this from Corey in the second half of this episode get mad (laughs) yeah yeah it's very weird there's like not necessarily a bad guy in this situation, but both of them are just very bad at boundaries yep. and not really talking about it. <laughs> but Which is super continue. healthy, you know? Yeah, super healthy. I mean, they are 14. I guess what else can we expect, really? <laughs> they just don't know. When I think back to when I was this age, mm-hmm. this was, I, this is me. This is correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this makes sense. Me being yeah. 26 now. I'm mad. <laughs> right. So. Because we understand what a healthy relationship and friendship and boundaries are. <laughs> but they're children, so they're still learning. You know, we're learning lessons. Here we are. They're meeting the world. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the next scene, we are at Turner. Sean, still carrying Corey, bursts through the door and puts him down. Corey says, I don't know what you think you're doing. As soon as you put me down, I'm going right back to Topanga. Sean says, yeah, what are you going to tell her? Corey goes, I'm going to tell her that if she keeps kissing guys like that, then then it's over. And Sean yells, Corey, it is over. Look, Topanga's doing exactly what she's supposed to do. She's dating someone new. She's met someone new. And now she's kissing someone new, just like you were gonna. Corey yells back, but I didn't, Sean. I don't want this. And Sean starts, well, Corey, and he cuts him off. I don't want this, Sean. He starts to leave the apartment. And Sean asks, what are you gonna do? And he says, something I should have done in the first place. And that is the end of the scene. But I'm gonna continue because this one is really short. Yeah. Uh, So we go to the next scene really quick. We are back at Melissa's doorstep. Corey knocks on her door until she comes to the door. She's surprised to see him and he says I wasn't myself tonight and last night I mean who was that but right now I know there are sparks between us she says I know and he continues and I think that we should just see what we got here and she says oh yes they kiss and then take a beat and he says nothing she nods and says oh well see you at school and he says my best to your folks and runs off and that's the end of the scene this was so bizarre (laughs) (laughs) because I thought that when he said something that I should have done a while ago, I thought that he was going to go talk to, to Topanga. Topanga. And yeah. then it was just different completely. Uh, mm-hmm. And at first, I thought he was just going to play Melissa and just 
like trying to just kind of kiss and like have that moment and, and i was like that's not great and then when they were both in agreement at the end i was like oh okay <laughs> they just need to get it out they needed to see if there was anything there yeah and there wasn't for either of them which i think is also kind of great yeah you see how good that was for them to actually say it and be like nope yeah we're, nothing. we're good great oh well see you at school <laughs> I did love the little like throwaway line at the end about like say hi to your parents. <laughs> the best your folks. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I think it's I want to go back to them talking at Turner's mm, because mm-hmm. it is a very interesting place to be at. They when they broke up, they were both unsure about it. Right. Um, and both of them had that moment where they went back and they were like, maybe this was a mistake. And like neither of them really got that. It seems like they had some semblance of closure, right? Because they both sort of agreed that they should break up. Um, But to kind of step away and be like, okay, I guess we're technically speaking dating other people. We went out for nearly six months and it's two weeks and I don't feel good about the fact that you were dating someone else. Like, that's just a lot to be holding in your 14-year-old body. Um, And he's so upset and it's like deeply understandable, but also just like, this is not the way to be handling it. But you don't know that yet. You're still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. Because even when they had like closure, quote unquote, they never mm-hmm. were fully like, hey, now we're just going to be friends and kind of yeah. have this split. And because they did both run back, it was like they still felt like they were dating. They still in wanted a way. to be together, but yeah. neither of them knew that. Right. And the fact that they did just keep up the friendship like nothing had changed without just having the title. It was like, no, no, that's not that's not great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really just love that Sean is trying to be like, listen, you both did call it quits, though. Yeah. Because that's very cool of him to also just trying to be supportive in that way and not just have Corey go unleash on Topanga and do everything. So Sean's being a good friend in this episode, even though it's like he's trying to be like, just just kiss somebody. Just kiss. (laughs) It would be really um, easy for Sean to just be like, yeah, do whatever you want, man. Like, go go be weird about Topanga's new relationship. But like Sean is very much like you are not. I'm not going to let you make a fool of yourself in this moment. She's doing what you're supposed to be doing, what we're supposed to be doing in high school in this moment. Like you are not in a relationship. You're supposed to date around, which is like, yes and no. But like, this is what she's doing, what you're doing, right? Yeah. You went on a date too. It's fine. But you have to like deal with that. And Corey says he doesn't want this. And so he's got to figure out how to deal with that emotion. Um, And it's just like, it's a lot. But I, I fully understand the like pain of that oh and just, yeah like, not knowing where to put those feelings um but obviously he's not handling it the best yeah even when it's like they had a good relationship like again i i said this in the the breakup episode but it's like they didn't have a reason other than like just wanting to take time and just like time. figure things out it wasn't a cheating thing it wasn't like he did something horrible or she did something horrible like they just needed a break from everything and so it's like yeah. i don't know it'd still be hard when it's like that was a really good thing that i had and now i'm seeing it with somebody else like that's always really hard too for sure i don't envy Corey. Yeah, it's very it's a it's very complex and I adore it. Um, I think now we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more of a kiss is more than a kiss right after this. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. It's Sid. Welcome to the mid roll, the spot where we do announcements, Patreon shout outs, featured ads and anything else we want to talk about. First things first, we ended up changing our Patreon system. We still have a Patreon. Don't you worry. It is patreon.com slash the lost years pod. 
What we've done is simply made it a pay $2 if you would like early access to episodes as well as a Patreon shout out here in the mid-roll type of situation. All other bonus content, uh, including behind-the-scenes content, bonus episodes, old Twitch VODs, anything else we can come up with, is all going to live on the Patreon page, but it's viewable to anyone who goes there. So once again, patreon.com slash thelostyearspod. And special shout out to Patreon supporter Adam Mansell. We appreciate the heck out of you. Thank you so much for being a supporter of us and our show. The second announcement here is about the Snips Showcase. The heck is the Snip Showcase, you may be asking yourself. Well, it's the Scavengers Network Indie Podcast Showcase. Uh, Tay and I, the Lost Years, are a part of the Scavengers Network, and they're having this showcase that's a weekend of podcast live shows that celebrate the independent podcasting community. We officially have dates for it, which is why it's being plugged now. It's September 16th and September 17th. Uh, and for more information on it, you can go to www.snipsshowcase.com. All right, if you have water nearby, drink it. If you don't, get some. If you'd like a little snack, go for it. Go treat yourself. You deserve it. Thanks for joining us. Let's get back to the episode. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast on Natural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator. Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh warm pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about. And that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. And we're back. At school, Corey's telling Sean that he felt worse after the kiss, and Sean says, so there were no sparks. You did a good thing kissing another girl. This way, when you see Topanga with another guy, you won't go bonkers. They then see Topanga standing at her locker with a blonde boy from the night before, and Corey says, bonkers, and runs up and jumps on his back. Corey, to explain this, says, chicken fights, me and Nick. And Sean says, now I've lost him again, and walks away (laughs) through the now-developing crowd of students who saw this happen. Topanga says, Corey, hi. Um... So do you know Nick? And Corey, still on his back, says better than before. He gets down and Nick says, you must be the old boyfriend, right? And Corey happily says, she's talked about me. And he's like, no, those are the only ones who ever jump on my back. He says bye to Topanga and leaves. And Topanga says, Corey, I know this is weird for you, but you can't be acting like this. We're not together anymore. And he says, oh, so that means you can date anyone you want to? She says, I'm not going to have this conversation. He goes, fine, then don't have this conversation. I will. She says, Corey, people are staring at us. And he yells, let them stare. That didn't seem to bother you last night at Chubby's. She looks like very surprised by this. She asks, you were there? And he says, yeah. I mean, how do you think that made me feel? She goes, I'm sorry you saw that, but we both knew we were going to see other people. And he says, I know, but you're not supposed to kiss anybody else. She goes, Corey, I wish I knew what to say. The bell rings and she says, I got to get to class. And he's like, well, I'm not done talking to you. And she says, well, I got to go. And he goes, you know, when you were my girlfriend, you would have been five minutes late. She retorts, well, I'm not your girlfriend anymore. He says, fine, that's the way you want it. I got a better idea. Let's not be friends anymore either. She says, you don't mean that. And he starts to walk away and they're like, this is like a cool shot. It's split perspective. She is standing at the locker and he is like walking away and we just have like a wide shot on it of the two of them. And it's great. And that is how we end the scene. 
Oh, man. Uh, the fact that he just jumps on his back. I was like, no, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I very much there were certain words that Corey was saying that whenever she said, like, I'm not having this conversation and he was like, OK, you don't have to. I'll have the conversation. Oh, I was like, that's not how this is supposed no. to be working. Uh, and one way conversations like this are not beneficial to either party. But I don't it's. Because they didn't set everything up <laughs> and like set up certain boundaries. I just, I hated how he was talking to her this entire time. And yeah. she's just with a different person and it's fine. But mm-hmm. I don't know. He just had to calm down. <laughs> it's a very complicated situation, right? Because obviously he is allowed to have his feelings, mm-hmm. but she is also not inherently doing anything wrong. Um, And the fact that he is upset is a him thing that he shouldn't necessarily be projecting onto her in this way. But, you know, teenagers, like, they, they <laughs> what, are you gonna do? Like, what are you going to do, really? Um, I love analyzing the show because I'm like, I am a 28-year-old adult and <laughs> these children are doing it wrong. <laughs> I know what I would do differently in this yeah. situation. <laughs> With all of this life experience. Um, <laughs> but, but, like... You know, yeah. it's fun to analyze. Uh, th- that's what we're here for, man. What do you want? Okay. If you're mad about this, this isn't the show for you. How have you been here this long? Um, I'm just projecting. I'm sorry. I love you guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Okay. So for him to be <laughs> for him to be um, projecting onto her in this way of like, you didn't care last night when people were looking at you. And and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry that you saw that, but this is this is what's happening. And like, I Mm -hmm. need you to be okay with that. For him to say, you're not supposed to kiss anybody else. Like, what is she, what is the correct response to that? There isn't one. Um, And so for her to say, I wish I knew what to say, like, that's correct. The bell rings, she has to go to class. Like, he's, I'm not done talking to you. The conversation is over, my dude. Like, you can't just monopolize her time because you have all of these feelings you don't know what to do with because that's not really her problem. Right. And it's, he's lashing out in a way that is like, it sucks because he just doesn't know what to do with it and he figures it out right but like it's just not fun because you can tell that she's she just doesn't know what to do and there's really nothing correct for her to do in this moment for him besides like break up with the guy she's dating which is unreasonable of him to want yeah so it's a lot he just has a lot to figure out and you're right that he does because this is the show that we are That's watching the show, people but man it's like it's moments like these and just throughout the entire episode where because being an adult and knowing things and like how i would handle situations differently it's like hard to see this type of stuff also portrayed because it's like ah this is i, I feel bad for her because yeah she yeah. shouldn't have to be going through that and also cory and topanga are great friends and best friends you know yeah. and so it's hard to be like watching these two try to figure out navigating still being best friends and like not being relationship anymore it's just it's a lot man it's very it's a lot it's very difficult um and i love it i love it so much (laughs) (laughs) it's great so the next scene we are back in the cafeteria i'm gonna streamline this a little bit eric and a girl he seems to be friends with are talking about him getting into boris she says maybe she should apply there they could party together he's like oh i don't think it's a party school but we could study together she's like that'd be nice (laughs) turner overhears this and then walks over to williams and feeney and says that he called the national registry of colleges just as you suspected george they've never even heard of boris feeney had hoped he was wrong and turner's like george boris 
William says, I've heard of these scams. They take $50 from unsuspecting kids and then they mail them a diploma in whatever field they want. Turner says, someone's got to tell him and William agrees. But who? They both look at Feeney. He says, oh, I know. Why doesn't George do it? He walks over to Eric, who's now alone at the table and says he needs to talk to him. Eric says, if it's about the letter of recommendation, uh, thanks, but I don't really need it. I am Boris bound. Feeney says, I have bad news. You're not going to Boris College because, well, actually, Boris College doesn't exist. Now, I know that's very disappointing for you to hear. And Eric says, I kind of already knew. Feeney sits down and says, you do? And he's like, well, yeah, a couple of days after I got my acceptance letter, they mailed me a diploma. You know, I'm no brain surgeon. Actually, according to Boris, I am. <laughs> Feeney asks, well, if you knew, why did you go on pretending? He's like, I don't know, Mr. Feeney. Everyone's sitting around here talking about colleges, what schools they're going to, what courses they're taking. I got that acceptance letter. It felt like I was a part of something. He continues, that's what it's all about, Mr. Feeney. Letters. I got the wrong letters on my report card, so I'm getting the wrong letters now. Feeney says, I must say, I'm very pleased that going to college means so much to you. It's that very spirit that just might get you there. Eric says, yeah, I hope so. Feeney finishes, but seriously, Eric. Boris College? And Eric says, you think that's bad? That girl over there thinks she's going to some school called Duke. You gonna tell her or should I? And that's the end of the scene. Are we surprised that Eric got scammed? No. No. <laughs> Do I feel bad for him? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, for certain. My poor sweet Eric. Uh, also, when they were talking about who's going to be the teacher that went over and talked to him, I was like, come on, Feeney, it's bound to be you no matter what happens. <laughs> Can't be the other two. <laughs> if Feeney was not there at the table, I would have said either one of them for sure. But, mm -hmm. you know, it had to be Feeney. It had to be Feeney. They're besties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was there at the beginning of this episode with Eric. Of course mm -hmm. it had to be him. Yeah, but the fact that Eric just wants to feel included, knowing that he's just also not the brightest bulb, it was very sad and can relate. And it was just nice to actually see Feeney still being supportive of him and being like, okay, this actually does matter to you as well. And that's very nice. And then they had to end it with the Duke thing. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> He's dumb. We gotta. <laughs> because his thing about the letters, I was like, oh, that's that was a really good yeah. line that he had about it's always been it's about letters. Line. Yeah, it's uh, really sad. <laughs> and also, I mean, that girl was also, you know, you. how are you to know every college that exists? There's yeah. definitely some weird colleges in, in another state that I have no idea the name of, right? There's um, a school called Pepperdine. Like, you don't know things. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, So for him to obviously get the letter at first, right? And be like, mm. oh, I'm going to Boris. Like, that's cool. And then when he realized it was a scam to be like, well, I already told all these people. I don't want to be embarrassed so i'm just gonna yeah. keep pretending it's just like so heartbreaking for eric because like it's obviously important to him but it was i you know in some ways it was important to him just a little bit too late for it to like really make a difference um, yeah so yeah i don't know we'll have to see whether or not he goes to college guys oh boy oh boy i don't know it's also a weird thing where I mean, end of high school and then end of college. It's like when everybody starts getting accepted places and like try or just th like that seems like getting the jobs. next step is just yeah. like everybody's going to college or like in college when everybody starts getting jobs senior year uh, or like if that's a thing, it's like people are all excited and talking about it. And like when you don't have that and can't yeah. share in the joy, it feels really weird. Like that happened with me my senior year of college and it was like mm -hmm. I also want to be really excited and just yelling yeah, about it but step, so. what do I do mm -hmm. and 
I don't know. I felt for him this entire time. It's extremely hard. It's extremely hard to feel like people are moving on when you're standing still and you don't really have any control over, you know, changing that in the moment. So yeah, I felt for him too. It's rough. And I love Eric. I love these moments we get of him that are just like so earnest and sweet. It's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah, it's like he actually is a very good character. And sometimes they just mask it with, yeah, he's the physical guy or he's the dumb one. And it's like, he he has more to him. Especially him and Feeny, right? Like the way that they play off each other, the relationship that they have throughout the course of the show and how it develops is just so, it's so great. It's, I love it so much. Um, Oh God, there! Oh, there's a moment coming up that I'm so excited about, and I'm just like, <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, um, so we go to the next scene. We're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey is throwing all of his Topanga memories into the trash compactor. <laughs> he puts a talking teddy bear in it and turns it on, and the teddy bear starts to scream, which brings his parents downstairs. Amy takes it out of the compactor, and the bear is now a square. Amy asks, "Didn't Topanga give you this?" And Alan adds, "I thought you two agreed to stay friends." Corey says, yeah, so did I, dad, but she didn't mean it. I mean, two weeks after we break up, she ends up kissing another guy. And not just any guy, dad, another guy. I don't want this. And Amy goes, I'm not saying you shouldn't be upset, but you have to expect that Topanga is going to go out with other guys and that you will go out with other girls. Alan adds, you two are in high school. You're supposed to date around. That's how you find the right person. Corey says, I know, but what if Topanga's my right person? Amy says, she might be. And going out with other girls might help you find out for sure. Alan says, your mom and I broke up and got back together three or four. Amy cuts him off with once. And he's like, right, uh, once before we got married. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, how did you get confused? Um, Corey asks if they stayed friends, and Alan says there were some rocky points, but we were always there for each other. They share a smile, and Amy says, see, I think that's what brought us back together. I mean, if you really care for each other, you don't just throw away the most important bond you have, your friendship. And Corey, thinking about this, is what we end the scene on. I love the parents always coming in with the clutch advice. And the reason why I love it in this way is because he's always seen his parents as being this loving couple. And it's Mm -hmm. nice for them to also kind of break it down even further and be like, yes, we are together and we are very much in love. And you've seen that all the time. But also we've been in the same exact position as you. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was like the first time that he's ever heard that they had broken up uh, and then got back together. And like, it was hard in between as like staying friends, but like they did it anyway, or like worked through it. And we're just, you know, trying to figure out their friendship. And then they ended up together. And so I think it's just really nice because it's like, yes, you obviously want the very happy love story and like what they have and, you know, just finding your person like that. And it's like, yeah, it could be Topanga. And also just know it'll be okay. And you just have to keep the friendship if you do want that relationship again or just like being there for your friend anyway because you were friends first. For sure. It's just nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's really nice. They're really good parents. And I love, I love it. Yeah, I don't have anything to add. I just really like it. Um, So the next scene, we are back in Turner's classroom. Students are gathered for the formal fashion show, and Turner comes in and says, all right, guys, we got a room full of parents out there. I need you lined up as couples. Topanga, I don't see Matthews, which I always think is so funny that he uses Sean and Corey's last names, but he says Topanga instead of Lawrence. And I wonder if that's just a thing he does with the girls and the guys in the school. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but I'm just like, it's a thing that he's done before, and I'm like, why do you do this? Why did they why did they write this this way? <laughs> um, she says he says, I don't see Matthews. And she says, I don't think you will. Turner says, hey, Matthews wouldn't let you down. And he walks out of the room. Topanga to herself says, that's what I thought. Just like, <laughs> 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 
Just to herself. Just <laughs> just to herself. She like turns and puts both hands on the table and says, that's what I thought. It's very moody. <laughs> it made me laugh out loud. Turner goes out and awkwardly introduces the fashion show. We cut to Topanga alone in the classroom as she removes her wrist corsage and throws it in the trash. Just then, Corey appears. She's surprised to see him, and he apologizes for being late and says, let's go. She stops him and says, there's something I want you to know. The other day when you said you didn't want to be my friend, you really hurt me. And he says, yeah, and I felt great when I saw you kissing that guy. She says, Nick has nothing to do with you. And he goes, must you use his name? She asks, what do you want me to call him? And he says, Sally. I want you to call him Sally. She's like, Corey, you're being crazy. And he says, no, you're being crazy, okay? Because you and I have known each other our entire lives. And it took us 14 years to kiss each other the way you kissed him. She says, I didn't kiss him the way I ever kissed you. And he's like, oh, great, I'm dancing. She says, Corey, Nick is just a guy I'm going out with. I don't care about him the way I cared about you. I mean, we're only seeing other people because what else were you supposed to do? He thinks about this and goes, I'm supposed to see other people. You're supposed to wait till I die. (laughs) She chuckles and says, if it'll make you feel any better, the first time I see you kissing someone else, I'll jump on her back. He asks, really? And she goes, probably not, but I'll sure feel like it. She straightens his bow tie and he says, Topanga, that stuff I said before about us not being friends anymore, I don't want that. She smiles and kisses him on the cheek and he says, yeah, fine. Turner comes in and says, come on, I got some lady out there who wants to buy my clothes. We cut back to the cafeteria and they walk down the runway. Topanga thanks him for coming and he says, I'd never not be there for you. And them smiling at each other is how we end the episode proper. Hmm. I love this because they actually get to talk about what they've been feeling, uh, which is nice. Uh, and Corey just kind of gets to express to Topanga how he feels in a way that wasn't just kind of yelling at her, or just like talking down. As, and that was cool. But uh, one of my favorite things, I love that Topanga also just told him directly how she was feeling and yeah. just saying that hurt me. Extremely mature of her. So good. And I love the line where she was like, Nick's just a guy I'm going out with and I don't care about him the way I cared about you. <laughs> Sucks for Nick. <laughs> yeah, no, I it is it is a bummer. I also had to remind myself, like, yeah, Corey and her just broke up a couple weeks ago though, and they'd been dating for yeah. like six months, and so I'm like, yeah, there's gonna be a deeper connection there. For sure. So I got it, but yeah, definitely in the moment. If <laughs> not that he would have, but it would have been great if Nick came and it was like, what? <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I think the the line that he said about, uh, and you're supposed to wait until I die. There's the moment, though, where she does laugh, and they kind of cut back to Corey for a minute. And because she's then smiling, he kind of smiles. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's really cute. They didn't have <laughs> to put that in there. But that's just really nice, because he didn't say yeah. anything like after that. And then she talked after. But it was just a nice little moment, because it's like, yeah. oh, you still care. And you still just enjoy like the friendship side. You still get each other. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah. And it's really cute. And especially whenever they go back on stage and they're just, you know, all dressed yeah. up in their formal wear. And I just love <laughs> that they still keep having that like a conversation like on the stage. <laughs> right. It's just I'd never not be there for you. And if I was a parent, I'd be like, Yeah. Yeah. People <laughs> okay. are clapping. I just wanted to see a dress. <laughs> Uh, I guess this is fine, whatever. (laughs) It's just a nice scene. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So the end credits, we are in the Matthews kitchen again. Eric and Morgan are sitting at the table with lots of paper in front of them. Eric asks her what she's doing. She says, filling out college applications. He says, are you kidding? You're only in third grade. And she's like, Corey said, if you can go to college, anyone can. 
And he asks, isn't it time to go bother somebody else? She looks at her watch and says, you know, you're right. Corey, I'm in your room and runs upstairs. <laughs> Feeney then knocks and comes in the back door. Eric says he took his advice. I'm not going to let this Boris fiasco phase me. For every rejection they send me, I'm going to send out five new applications. I mean, somebody's got to cave or make a clerical error. Feeney smiles and says, very good, Eric. I thought uh, this might be perhaps some help to you. And he hands him a letter. Eric reads it, and it's a letter of recommendation. The highlights being exceptional character, enormous potential, and someone I'd bet on. He looks up and says, Mr. Feeney, I can't speak. Feeney smiles and replies, I meant every word. And he says, no, you see, I just sealed 500 envelopes and put a massive tray of envelopes on the table. And that is the end of the episode in full. Oh, I just love this little bit. I love that he wrote him a letter of I did almost cry. Yeah. I think the line that almost got me was uh, when he said, someone I'd bet on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> it's oh, so no. nice. It's so nice. <laughs> that would be such a big thing, too, getting a letter of rec from... Feeney, who is now not just like been your teacher for all of this, but also now principal. Like mm-hmm. that's such a big thing. He doesn't do that for everybody. No, it's it's very well documented that he doesn't. People were bribing him for letters of recommendation that he would not give. Yeah. And he also he's been a teacher for like 35 years. He's got probably tons of connections at several colleges. Um, he seems very well, like not connect, well connected, but also just like he has a good reputation, right? And yeah. he's the principal of this school. So to have him write you a letter of recommendation that you can like attach to, you know, colleges that are important to you. It's so meaningful, especially for Eric to be the student that he is. Like that is so important. And it's so just lovely of Feeney to be like, I see it with this person and I'm going to do what I can to help. Yeah. Oh, and it's, <laughs> it's just awesome too, because he's literally been his neighbor for all of yes. his life. So it's like, he's also seen Eric outside of the classroom and mm-hmm. just seeing him in situations and like understanding him more. But it's like, I saw this little bit of potential in you. I'm going to really give it my all to actually help you out. And it's like, you didn't have to do that at all at all it's really sweet. and he did it and it's nice i just love it <laughs> i love it i love it i love it and it's like they like ended on a joke right and and Feeney like makes a little face at the end but it's so good it's so good and like bill daniels in the moment just like such quiet gravitas to be yeah. like i meant every word and just oh, oh give me chills just thinking about it i love it i love it so much it's such a good show it makes me so happy this is something like i am happy with the ending because it is like a funny little joke at the end it totally could have worked if they didn't have that joke to me would have been extremely impactful on a newer level what if it was just like Mm -hmm. i don't know what to say yeah and just having a fun thing if they ended on like a like a cute musical stinger of like (laughs) i know they can do it i've seen it yeah they've done it (laughs) But they because they ended the other part of the like they had to end it in a di- they had to contrast it or whatever like I get it I get why they chose what they did, but I also I love I just love their relationship so much and it's so fun to see these moments with them because they are really you know for me for a show that is like deeply about Corey it's like the highlight these moments of Eric and Feeney together like it's so cute and I love it so much Mm -hmm. well and it's fun to then I don't know I couldn't remember what the photo was but like how many people were getting that photo of Will Friedell and Bill Daniels when we were at 90s con and it was just like everybody just really wanted them together together. for him to sign it yeah man yeah it's just fun seeing them together 
long withstanding it's beautiful it's wonderful yes yes <sighs> all right well hey what was the lesson Sid hey no matter if you're just being friends or if you're in a relationship or if you're not in a relationship anymore you need to set the boundaries baby <laughs> yeah. uh, and actually communicate what you want out of things and it, again it doesn't matter the level of relationship that you have with somebody it's like it's actually important to set it because it'll not only be good for you know the two of you but it'll also be good for you and just trying to figure out what you actually want and what the other person wants and that's important yeah i'd say along with that your friendship is the most important bond that you have in a relationship if you're not friends with the person you're dating why are you dating them yeah something to think about (laughs) hey hey look at your relationship are you guys best friends hey sid no just kidding (laughs) yeah yeah we Um, are (laughs) yeah 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 no i know Um, well, hey, welcome to the end of the episode. You're here with us. You did it. And so did we. Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Lost Years Pod. We share when episodes drop. We share fun memes. We also ask you what you are nostalgic for. And this week, I was inspired by uh, Brian from Michigan with this question. So thank you, Brian. It was, what was your favorite ice cream to get as a kid when the ice cream truck came by? Uh, And we got a few responses on Twitter and then also in Discord. So I'm going to read both of them. Uh, (laughs) At Gunk Puppy, a name, (laughs) just said a picture of the popsicle that was the Snoopy head. And I forgot about those. And that was 100% what I got every time. (laughs) The ice cream truck came by. So thank you for reminding me of my own answer. Those were tasty as heck. At Cal's Calzones, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Said Choco Taco. I adore them to this day. You are correct. For sure. And then at Bedwolf1337 said, I grew up in the country with a crying face. Closest thing we had to an ice cream truck is the Schwann's delivery guy. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Swap into Discord real quick. Colin M. Parker said, Chipwitch or drumstick? Though I did for a while do the Ninja Turtle head shaped one if it was Michelangelo from time to time. <laughs> I didn't even know that they swapped him out. Yeah, I also didn't know that. I thought it was the same Ninja Turtle every time. I was wrong. <laughs> and then Ty said, Alas, ice cream trucks never came to my neighborhood. I'm so sorry for all of you that didn't have ice I'm cream really trucks. Sorry. Yeah, that's a bummer. It feels very suburban, right? Yeah. He said, I didn't think they were real for a long time. Or rather, I thought they weren't real. <laughs> anymore like milkmen (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) briar said we didn't have an ice cream truck but oh boy do i have nostalgia for mocha mix non-dairy dessert vanilla yeah (laughs) just a lot uh and then ty i love that for you (laughs) (laughs) included a picture as well and said look at this my childhood it was discontinued in 2005 (laughs) and it's just a tub of lactose-free ice cream um love that I also said, if we're talking general ice cream nostalgia, though, Dairy Queen Nerds Blizzard. Nice. Uh, we had a Dairy Queen, like, two blocks away from my house. And so uh, they were, like, two kind of long blocks. But, like, you could walk up there, get an ice cream, and then finish it on my way, like, back to the house. Um, but they were – it was just, like, an ice cream hut. Like, it wasn't a whole building. It was oh. just cold. And so just cold. they were only it was just cold stuff. So they were only open in the summer. Yeah. But it was always oh, Dairy Queen Day. That might be a nostalgia thing, like way down the road. But uh um, nice. the first day the Dairy Queen opened in my neighborhood was magical. 
Yeah, I'm t- we had a, a thing called Dairy Mat that was also just a <laughs> hut <laughs> that just sold Dairy ice cream mat. out of the window, and you'd just walk oh, like up and buy it. like laundromat? No. No. No, it was just <laughs> it was like a walk-up. Just up. Dairy Mat. Yeah, it was just a, just a building, uh, well. and you'd, you'd walk up and buy your ice cream with some cash, <laughs> but it was very nice. Uh, and then Rachel also said Chip Burger as her answer. Chip Burger. What is Chip Burger? I don't know. Rachel, what is chip burger? <laughs> Please explain yourself. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I've never. Chi- is it ice cream? It has to. I, it has it's to all be ice, ice cream, cream, right? Yeah, and what I'm thinking is like the chocolate chip sandwiches with like the cookies, but then it had the the chocolate chips on the outside. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, maybe. Is yeah, that a chip maybe. burger? <laughs> is that a chip burger? Tell us, Rachel. Tell us, please. We must know. We're not going to be able to sleep tonight. I was going to say, I'm not <laughs> going to be able to sleep because I don't know what the heck a chip burger is. I Maybe. could look it up on the internet, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't think it'll give me the answer that I'm looking for here. Probably not. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for those submissions. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for submitting. I think for me, it was either it, it depended on how much money I had, mm-hmm. but I was always a sucker for like a good strawberry shortcake, mm-hmm. you know, popsicle thing with all the, the things on the outside um, or a fudge sickle. Yes. If I was really splurging, I would get the SpongeBob head. Yeah. Um, but that was that was really a special occasion. Like, oh, I got I got like four whole dollars to spend at this ice cream truck. <laughs> I don't remember if I'm trying to think because like a lot of the things that you could find in an ice cream truck were also in like ice cream coolers at gas stations. Yeah. Yeah. But never the Snoopy head. No. That was like an exclusive ice cream truck creation. Yeah. And I want to know what type of partnership popsicle (laughs) head with ice cream cream trucks to just have Snoopy head. They didn't exist anywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they had ice cream truck exclusive Snoopy head. <laughs> and you know, oh, you said fudgicles, and it made me think these are things that I could buy as an adult that I always forget Absolutely. exist. Why would I go buy a fudge sickle? But you know how good that sounds. <laughs> yeah, but like, am I gonna? I'm not gonna buy that at a. That's insane. <laughs> what do you mean? It has to be at a truck. It has to be at an ice cream truck. I don't know. I think I, yeah, I used to get the Snoopy head and also the strawberry shortcake because those were just mm-hmm. freaking amazing uh, yeah. for no reason. And really just deliciously made ice cream. I just always remember seeing push pops on the trucks oh. and I kept thinking, I'm not going to get it here because I know I can get it at school because our yeah, school yeah, yeah. had I it. I could get push pops at school so I wouldn't get it at the ice cream truck. But I did love, I think that was one of my nostalgias like ages ago. I did love a push pop. Push pop. Push pops are delicious. Hey, thank you. Thanks again for those submissions. Uh, if you want to, hey, tell us your favorite ice cream, you can email us, theloshearspod at gmail.com. Might read your email on the show. You can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us out, helps people find the show, and it makes us feel good. And isn't that what you want? Think about it. <laughs> you want me to feel good? <laughs> don't, you, don't you want us to feel nice? That's an easy way to do it. Thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. You can check out other cool shows like uh, Unnatural 20s and Midnight Curiosities on www.scavengersnetwork.com.
Our personal handles are in our show handles, but if you want to find me, twitch.tv slash it's Crow is the best place to do it. Um, I think by the time this comes out, I will probably not have been streaming that much um, like that week because I will be in between going out of town. But I have a lot of cool VODs. I've been doing a lot of uh, cozy queer streams this month. It's Pride. So um, if you want to check those out, it's a really fun time. And um, yeah, I hope you're taking care of yourself. Oh, this might actually come out like the week before Bachelorette starts back up. And I will be live tweeting the Bachelorette. So feel free to come hang out with me on my live Twitter, Tay's Live Tweets, to watch me do that. I usually get one viral tweet a season. (laughs) (laughs) It's bound to happen. I get at least one. Like one time, I really kill it. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, yes, it was that one. I did it. (laughs) The Twitter community that is also around Bachelor and Bachelorette, Mm -hmm. it's like, yes, go viral. Like when you start just watching a post, you're just like, "Uh uh-huh. Thank you. I have thought of something that is fun for everybody. (laughs) Fun and relatable. (laughs) We all enjoy this. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the season of The Bachelorette because it is uh, a dual Bachelorette season, but different from how they did it in the past where they were forced to compete against each other and it really sucked. This time, there's just two Bachelorettes and they're both being Bachelorettes at the same time. Um, and I think it'll be really good. The Bachelorette season is always better than The Bachelor season because oh, the definitely. men don't have to be... Like the man leading doesn't have to be interesting or charismatic in, in any way because the bar is in hell. Um, but the <laughs> women are always like the quote unquote drama. But the men being the cast and the women leading is always a more interesting season because it makes for I'm just yelling about The Bachelor. Um, I've been watching The Bachelor for a decade. <laughs> so I just have a lot of thoughts. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll be really fun. So come hang out with me over there, Taste Life Tweets. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on TikTok at Sudsley. Uh, you can check out my old stuff. I don't know if there'll be anything <laughs> new, but I'm still going to promote it anyway every week. I mean, your backlog's good. I just a good one. It's yeah. fun. There's a chance I will also be doing The Bachelorette. So I'm at Sid Live Tweets. I really, I haven't watched them in a while. And I would I mean, I didn't to. watch last season of The Bachelor. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that's everything. We've been talking for an inordinate amount of time. We had a lot to say about this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, we appreciate you, and I hope you're taking care of yourself. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I do, too. I appreciate all of you. I'm going to go eat some chicken wings. Nice. That sounds exciting. I had half a grilled cheese before we started, so I should probably eat more food. You should have the other half. Well, here's what happened is I have this long bread. And so I just cut like I would I cut a piece. I cut a bread in half and I just used each half to make a sandwich. So you should have the other <laughs> half. <laughs> What you're telling me is that you cut it in half, so I'm saying I I cut one piece of bread in half, though, so I'd have to cut another piece of bread in half, which I could do. Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) cutting bread. Okay, we're gonna go eat some food, (laughs) respectively. Um, Until next time, your day, your sin, just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Bye, fam. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.